Week 14 of the NFL season, there is a historic situation for the Vikings and Lions. We've talked so much this week, right? Everybody's starting to jump in on the Lions, looking at them at five and seven. The NFC, the back end of the playoffs, is it's up for grabs with Seattle there and Washington there. I mean, there's certainly opportunities. Tampa sits at six and six. They'll probably win the division, so that won't that'll change things a little bit for them. But you know, you look at the Lions right now, one and a half point favorites at home at five and seven on the year, with Minnesota coming in at ten and two. Dan Campbell, the head coach. For the Lions, not just, Ryan, not just a glorified gym teacher. Yeah. More than that, but also looks like he'd be a really great gym teacher. Yeah. Just saying, I'd want my kids to have yeah. his class because he seems like a real nice guy, but motivates them to get out there and get ready for the those physical fitness tests, He's whatever fit. those were called. He is. Felt. This is what he had to say when he was asked Musk. about this historic position that the Lions are in against the Vikings. The first time in the Super Bowl era that a ten and two team has been an underdog to a five and seven. What does that say about your team and where you are and how you're playing right now? Um, I, you know, I don't know because that's there again. I, and I'm being as honest as I can. I, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, I really don't even know how to respond to that. I, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked by that, but there again, it doesn't, all those things don't matter. Point spread, who's favored, it doesn't, this, this team finds ways to win. And if we're not ready to go and we don't handle our business, it's going to take every one of us, coaches and players, to win this game. You know, that's what I do know. Because they've got, they got plenty over there. And there again, a team that finds ways to win, those are dangerous teams. No bulletin board material from whatsoever. But it's interesting because you look at where the lines are being favored Against a team that has an 800 win percentage, no team that's been under 500 has ever been a favorite this late in the season against a team that's won 80% of their games. That's where the Lions are right now. And by the way, they're also 19 and 10 against the spread yeah. under Dan Campbell. It's the second best mark over that stretch in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, here's a hot take for you. I think the Lions are actually a better football team than the Minnesota Vikings, oh! who are very fraudulent. Oh, and I think Dan Campbell's what great. Part? But I think Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, is even better. I mean, I know Sean McVay took Jared Goff to a Super Bowl, but look what Jared Goff's doing, especially in the red zone. Reason I say that. Lions are one of the best teams in the league in the red zone. They've converted 73% of their drives that reach the red zone into touchdowns. So 46 red zone drives, they've scored touchdowns on 34 of them. So they don't rely on field goals. They don't leave points on the field. They don't turn the ball over. Like Jared Goff's not turning the ball over, even when he's been pressured this year. They've been able to run the ball. Jamal Williams, especially on the one yard line, He's been the fantasy touchdown vulture, which, of course, I'm playing against him this week. Uh, <laughs> they're finally getting Swift back healthy. St. Brown's been great. And their defense, like we've talked about the last couple nights, has been playing much better. Okuda finally looks like the first-round pick. He's a shutdown corner. Hutchinson, we knew he was going to be a stud, but he's really good even his rookie year. And Kirk Cousins struggled a little bit this year, even with Kevin O'Connell taking over as the play caller and head coach, especially against these tough defenses. you know. So it's easy to rag on Kirk, but also look who they've faced the last couple weeks. The Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, and the Jets. Uh, so he's stepping down in class here a little bit with Detroit. But what does Detroit do? They play the fifth highest rate in the league man coverage, and they blitz at the fifth highest rate. And that's where Kirk Cousins struggles. They already faced him. Uh, they already went against each other once this year, and Cousins in that game was 12 of 26 for 125 yards. So even though the Lions' secondary and pass defense isn't great, they've had some success against Cousins. I like Detroit a lot in this spot. I think they're going to win this game. I wouldn't play it at like two and a half, three, but at one and a half right now, I still like it. I uh, love Detroit. And I think they're the better football team, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, man, this is one of those spots where I'm like, what is what is happening? You know what I mean? Like the line mm -hmm. mentally is messing with me, like really messing me up because 
I like the lines. I like Ford Field. That's a, a, an electric environment. That fan base obviously gets them going. Mm-hmm. And, like, it is a real home field advantage. Like, some places obviously aren't, like FedEx Field, for example. No, there's no, there's no electricity there. No electricity None there. None of that. And, like, if you look at the, the Vikings roster, there's a lot of guys on that roster that scare you, right? Like Dalvin Cook and yep. Justin Jefferson. And, man, I mean, they've just got a lot of weapons. Yeah. But you've got, I've got to ride the momentum. I, I, my, Minnesota's a stay away team for me. The only time I've bet uh, for or against Minnesota all year is against the Cowboys. And that's because it was like kind of like a double, like a double stay away to play. I, I like Kirk Cousins when he's going against like a team that's going to just live in zone. Like if Kirk Cousins is going against the Miami Dolphins, well, that's actually a bad comparison because they're going to blitz the hell out of him. He's in 20, the past, that might have been the thing. He completes 51% yeah. of his passes against man. That's 29th in the league. 6.2 yards per attempt, 25th. Like look at some, there's backups that are putting up better numbers than Kirk Cousins. And I like to rag on him because you guys know I'm a big Green Bay fan. Screw the Vikings. I hate yeah. that skull. And that's champ. why I realize like a lot of this too but is this you, isn't a hater. Pick. You you nah you you go because I don't this, like Detroit. Either. This I mean, Vikings I, yeah this Vikings I, hate though is because you're a Packers fan. There's a Trista, lot of it there. Are the Vikings frauds? Yeah, I mean of course. Do you, course. Mean, do, you do you truly believe that, or are you just trying not to jinx your Cowboys because you have a relevant football team and you guys might be? I th- I think that the Vikings have big flaws. Like I think that what we saw against the Cowboys is how you expose them. I think that there's ways to scheme to make the Vikings look really bad. The Vikings obviously have benefited from some good luck, like against the Bills, for example. Yeah. Um, And like, listen, like the Lions obviously in the last few weeks have gotten a lot better, right? Like they held the Jaguars to 14 points last week. Yeah, the Bills put 28 on them, but like the Bills score on everyone, right? Like they held the Giants to 18. They held the Packers to nine, like. After the Dolphin, after the Dolphins game, things got very interesting. Like you could say, maybe the the Bears game was sort of disappointing, but outside of that, they've been competing, especially defensively competing. Vikings last year won or played in whether they won or lost a lot of close games. Their point differential is only plus ten this year. Now you could say that's a bad sign, or you could say this is a team that knows how to play close games. They're sure. ten and two with a point differential of just plus ten. So when it gets to the playoffs, and they are close games. Well, never mind, because Kirk Cousins will probably throw up all over himself. I'm gonna say, man, I thought like, it'd be the case, but no. I do have a, I do have a prop though that would be really good for this game. T.J. Hawkinson touchdown a plus five hundred anytime touchdown. Yeah. He's going up against his former team. You know they're gonna try to get him the football. So I would expect T.J. Hawkinson to get in the end zone there for the Vikings against the Lions. So I'm gonna take that at plus five hundred. The Texans are at the Cowboys, and that line is insane. The biggest line in the NFL this season. Dallas is a seventeen and a half point favorite against. The horrible, no good, awful, very bad Houston Texans. But, you know, a team for as bad as they are does cover at a rate that is far superior to their record right now. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it. You doing anything in this yeah, on your squad? I mean, this is, if I had to do anything, I would have to take Texans. Like, Texans are really, really bad. General Mills has now been reinstated, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's back now. He's back. 0-4 <laughs> uh, against gonna the spread. He's going to put his neck back out there for them this weekend? <laughs> Literally. They're 0-4 against the spread in their last four. Even yeah. with those big spread numbers, Brandon Cook still hasn't really played. Nico Collins, I mean, like General Mills likes him quite a bit. But listen, like, the, the thing that I like, and we talked about this last night, it's just Dallas defense, anytime defense, uh, t- touchdown. Yeah. Dallas defense, yeah. Anytime, anytime touchdown. touchdown. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I can't do it. Like, I could see a very, very real scenario where Houston loses by, like, 14, and then you lose. Like, okay, you they're down by 21, and there's a fourth quarter touchdown, just like we saw in this Rams game. The Rams game against the Raiders last night, they were losing the entire night. Yes, they were getting screwed on calls. I do not care. 
Like the Raiders had that game in hand. And then all of a sudden, not only did they not cover, they did not win. And 17 and a half points, too much for me. Way too much for me. No way I would play it. Here's something to keep in mind with Dallas, though. Since Dak Prescott returned, they've converted 87% of their red zone drives into touchdowns. They lead the NFL in third down conversion rate. And they're third in explosive plays of 20-plus yards. They make big plays. They don't settle for field goals in the red zone. And they convert on third down. Those are like literally all the most important things your offense could do to keep drives alive and to make games that much more difficult. That's how they can blow the, the Texans out of the water. Totally. I'm with you. I'm staying away from that number. It's big, but Houston's, Houston's what, 4-9-1 against the spread. Okay, obviously that's terrible. With how bad they are, though, the fact that they've covered four times this year is actually an accomplishment, especially with something this big. The problem is Dallas just hung 54 last week. And I know it's a misleading number because it was they piled it all on at the end against the Colts. But they can score, and they're clicking now, and they're not getting stopped in the red zone, and they're not settling for field goals, and it just makes them, it, it makes this game one, yeah, I'm, I'm not touching, but there is a chance, like the over might be worth it, right? Dallas alone could score 44, 45 points in this game, the total is 44, like, th- that's really what it could come down to. You know what, I actually planned on staying away from this game because it was at 17, and then I see at 1.53 p.m., we had a little uh, sharp eye on Dallas, we're at 17 and a half, and I'm going to play the Texans at yeah. 17 and a half. Yes. I uh taking the risk. I love it. Seventeen and a half well, is well, a lot well, of points. Well, what scares me is what I said last week with Dallas. I was like, I'm going to start targeting some live totals because it looks like Mike McCarthy is going to keep his foot on the gas in these games and run up the score a little mm-hmm. bit. And right now they're so good offensively, especially with Zeke back with Tony Pollard. Uh, but still, man, seventeen and a half—that's a lot of points, especially when you're able to run the ball like Dallas. I mean, if they get out to an early lead, let's say twenty-four-three in the first half, they'll probably take their foot off the gas, run the ball a lot. They're going to want to stay healthy for the second half of the season. They got big games coming up against Philadelphia. It's going to be a huge game. I could uh, see maybe uh, General Mills with the backdoor cover here. Same. You know, if it's, Al- if it's Allen, I'm not touching this one. But yeah, and he's yeah. getting back in there. Like his career could be on the line here. I mean, he's, 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 let's be honest, he's a career backup, but he doesn't know that in his head. Yeah. He's going to go out there and say, hey, I got one more shot to earn a spot or at least put myself in a good situation next year or the year after when they have to make a decision on me. I'm going to go out there and cover the 17 and a half for the boosters. Bengals are five and a half point favorites against the Browns in this. And Joe Burrow has never never beaten the Browns. Joe Burrow has never lost to Patrick Mahomes. And then the next week he plays the Browns, a team he's never actually beaten. This just feels different to me. I I don't trust Deshaun Watson. I, I don't trust that offense right now. You can have Nick Chubb run it as much as you want. But the Bengals right now are just... They're a hot team, and I understand that they haven't been able to beat the Browns in the past. But this Browns team right now is still trying to figure out what they are with Deshaun Watson shaking off the rust. We saw him last week, 131 yards passing. I love the under again. I'm going to do, and I think you're doing this too. I'm taking the under in his passing yards again. It's only 212. You have to do that until further notice with him. Like, you just have to keep taking it until we see what he is. But that's that's the only thing I've got in this game. And also, you can get his uh, passing plus rushing yards. I think I saw 292. Out oh, wow. there. It might have gone down. Let me make sure. You know how it is. We do the prep at four and by eight when we talk about it, the line has moved a little bit in terms of that. If you have that at your disposal, Ryan, you can let me know because I just got timed out a bit MGM when I'm looking at it. But if I'm looking at his props right now, just pulling it up. You know, Cleveland also, by the way, 3-0 against the spread against divisional opponents. Yeah, I mean, see, this is the thing with this game, right? Is that I kind of want to take Cleveland because we're getting not, I mean, we're way past the three. We're at five and a half with them. It's a must-win game for them to stay alive. They just got Sean Watson back. The problem is everything you guys said. I mean, he looks shaky. He even looks shaky in the preseason. Now he's had a full week to prepare, obviously. 
Then you look at Joe Burrow. He's never beat the Browns. The motivation is going to be there. The Browns, I mean, you're going to see a lot of Nick Chubb. Cincinnati's not really easy to run the football against. They get after the quarterback. They're going to make things uncomfortable for Deshaun Watson. And they're at home, highly motivated, coming off a big win. So you could say maybe a letdown spot. But I don't think it's going to be a letdown spot because Joe Burrow really wants to beat the Browns. And I'm not putting any money on Deshaun Watson right now or that oh, Cleveland God, team. Oh, God, no. no shot. I, lo- I like this Bengals squad. Uh, nothing in this game for me. Yeah, it's a 253 and a half is the number for Deshaun Watson. His rushing his rushing prop is 26 and a half. So if you're doing the math like I think that there's a little like a little math school there to do. I don't think that they, math I don't think they actually add really up math. completely. Joe Burrow's rushing and passing yards is 297 and a half. Juice to the under minus 120. What would you do there? He's been using his legs a little yeah, bit. I'd probably, yes. if anything, go over yeah, on Joe Burrow. Yeah, 15 and a half rushing yards. I kind of love that for Joe Burrow. They had uh, three design quarterback runs for him, including yeah. that one where he got in the end zone. He was, he was moving around a little bit. Yeah, That's is. what I'm saying. He's playing his best football right now. He looks fully healthy. you got to ride that. He's, he's, he's making an MVP yeah. campaign uh, right now. The only other double-digit spread in this, the Jets are 10-point dogs at the Bills. You guys got anything in this? I like the Jets at 10. I do. Oh, we're going to be going against each other. It's yeah. Mike White. I, I, I don't, I, this, this just, just strictly goes to me quarterback matchup. And it's the, this Bills offense right now is, is still something that's just going to be far superior to what Mike White's going to do for the Jets. Yeah, really quickly on this. So the Vikings, and we could, we could do the, you know, we could carry this one into a little bit later because yeah. I'm actually excited for this game. I'm thinking about using the Bills as a teaser, but the problem is we're way past the number. Let's hold off on this one. Actually. Yeah, let's I, talk about it next Yeah, I want to talk about this game.